More Mrs. Bennet. Remember all the funny things Mrs. Bennet said? Let me share a few of my favorites. The first, which actually comes from last week's reading, was the self-contradicting speech Mrs. Bennet made after Lizzie rejected Mr. Collins's offer. Quote, Aye, there she comes, looking as unconcerned as may be, and caring no more for us than if we were at York, provided she can have her own way. I told you in the library, you know, that I should never speak to you again, and you will find me as good as my word. I have no pleasure in talking to undutiful children. Not that I have much pleasure, indeed, in talking to anybody. People who suffer, as I do, from nervous complaints can have no great inclination for talking. Nobody can tell what I suffer. But it is always so. Those who do not complain are never pitied." The length at which she talks of her disinclination for talking, the bitterness of her complaints about being given no pity because she does not complain, and her scorn for Lizzie stubbornly insisting on having her own way, rather than yielding to the way on which Mrs. Bennet stubbornly insists, were all hysterical expressions of hypocrisy. To repurpose a phrase from the 2020 parlance, Mrs. Bennet's feelings don't care about facts. There need not be any sense to her nervous ramblings. They need only express all the ways she feels the world is against her. Take this account of what she says upon learning of Charlotte's engagement. Quote, In the first place, she persisted in disbelieving the whole of the matter. Secondly, she was very sure that Mr. Collins had been taken in. Thirdly, she trusted that they would never be happy together. And fourthly, that the match might be broken off. Two inferences, however, were plainly deduced from the whole. One, that Elizabeth was the real cause of the mischief and the other that she herself had been barbarously misused by them all. And on these two points she principally dwelt during the rest of the day. Unquote. Let me see if I got that straight. The story is false, except it is true, and Mr. Collins was taken in. So they will surely marry and live unhappily, but they might not marry at all. And in summary, it's all Lizzie's fault, and Mrs. Bennet has, as always, been barbarously misused. And then there was her rant to Mrs. Gardner about her daughter's missed marriage opportunities. Recall that this is the same woman who did everything she could to undermine the desirability of the Lucas girls in the eyes of Mr. Bingley, saying, for example, it is a pity they are not more handsome. And yet, when Charlotte accepts an offer her own daughter declined, she says, the consequence of it is that Lady Lucas will have a daughter married before I have, and that the Longbourn estate is just as much entailed as ever. The Lucases are very artful people indeed, sister. They are all for what they can get. I am sorry to say it of them, but so it is. It makes me very nervous and poorly to be thwarted so in my own family, and to have neighbors who think of themselves before anybody else. But the line that made me laugh the most was the last one, which reveals in its frivolousness just how deep Mrs. Bennet's feelings run. She says, quote, However, your coming just at this time is the greatest of comforts, and I am very glad to hear what you tell us of long sleeves. Unquote. 